Hi guys, my name is Maddie. Welcome or welcome back to the Musician Diaries. If you're new here, hi, it's nice to meet you. I'm so glad you're here. And today I have a couple special guests. So if you guys just want to go around and introduce yourselves. Okay, hi, my name is Nicole. You guys know me as Nick Plays Flute. I'm so happy to be here again and yeah. <laughs> Hello, I'm Natalie. I play the euphonium and I currently live in Texas. Hello, <laughs> um, my name is Sarah. Um, you also know me as Sarah Plays Trombone. Um, I am from Dallas, Texas, was born in New York, but I was practically raised in Dallas. Um, and I'm currently attending the Interlochen Arts Academy in Michigan. So now you kind of know who we are, kind of, I guess. Um, so pretty much just like the plan is just like we're going to be like all of us are in grade 12. So we're just going to talk about like uni stuff. So for starters, Nicole and Natalie, you guys have committed, right? Yes. Okay. Next fall, I will be attending the Boyer College of Music and Dance in Temple University, and yes. I'll be studying double flute <laughs> performance and music ed. Yeah. <laughs> what's okay? What's that like though? Because like I haven't committed yet. Like. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. Yeah. So, just for starters, like I don't know Natalie Sarah if you were told this, but they basically say like don't apply to more than five schools or else like you're gonna like cry over audition season and stuff like that yeah none of us three did that um we had way more than five i applied to seven i don't remember how much how many schools you guys applied to but like yeah so i'm just gonna start way back like i remember like filling out like essays and stuff over the summer and like starting early because i was like forced to start early and then just like Wait, prepping audition summer? materials and then by the time it was like january february yeah no oh, yeah, people say like, people really usually early. procrastinate but like yeah i started really early because i was basically like told by everybody older than me to do it early because like i would regret it which is like our yeah, stuff they isn't me even so like open you can't even start doing anything until like november at least yeah i know like, okay august 1st <laughs> yeah okay keep going uh, anyway. yeah <laughs> we open we open in august 1st but like usually the prompts are out by like june so i remember like because of covid they didn't change the prompts for like common app or any like application system like that so like you could just start drafting right there and i already had like an idea so i just basically like drafted it out and started editing it over the summer then i had all of my apps in by october usually you don't need any of your apps in by december 1st if you want to apply early to schools, you have to apply by November 1st, but I just had everything in in mid-October. I was, like, set. I wasn't even, like, 18 yet, so, well yeah. prepared. <laughs> <laughs> no, I try to be. Like, I, I hate being late to anything, and, like, I just have to, like, do whatever it takes to, like, just look good. Like, it's a terrible quality of mine. Anyways, yeah. <laughs> so, it's, it's perfectionism. It's all of us. <laughs> pretty much, yeah. After that, you start, like, submitting your videos, and I remember, like, your pre-screens don't come until, like, December 1st. Like, they're not due until then. I put mine in mid-November because, like, I had a lot of time to film. Like, I was always home. I could just do whatever. And, like, I wanted to get them done because I was, like, taking takes so many times. And I was just like, I hate this. Like, I sound so bad at all of these. And I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'll just, I'll just submit right there. Like, we're just going to do it right now. So I did that. And, oh, I never said my seven schools. Okay. So <laughs> I had to submit pre-screens for NYU, Temple, Boston University, and I just sent in my auditions to um, SUNY Potsdam, which is the Crane School, SUNY Fredonia, Ithaca, and there's one more. 
Oh no, Ithaca was a live audition. Never mind. But I applied to Ithaca, and then the last one was Rutgers. So, yeah. So some of them I had audition videos already. I just reused most of my videos, used them as auditions, used so much pre-screens. Um, I passed Boston, and then NYU gave me an email, which is like, hey, um, we have a lot of flutes this year applying, so we can't do pre-screens. So whatever you put in is your actual audition. So I was like, That's Great. fun. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it was so stupid, because like, there were a lot of people applying, because there's like one professor at NYU everybody loves. And... Because of that, like, and because it's test optional this year, like, we didn't have to put in SATs or anything, like, everyone decided to apply to NYU, so no way could you get anything done, so there's that. And basically, I only auditioned with the videos for four or five places, maybe, and then had to audition for two other schools, so there's that. I'm not sure how it went for you guys, but I only had to wait for, like, two two decision dates, so you know how, like, there's a set day where like everyone can open their decision stuff like that i didn't get that i had rolling schools the whole time so that basically means that when you submit your app they read your app they see your audition and then they just admit you whenever they get it so it took like two three weeks to hear back from everybody with rolling (laughs) decisions and then i just heard back from boston and nyu like on the days that they had so yeah um I don't know what else to add. That's basically yeah. how the process went for me. Because, yeah, no, it was just, like, really exhausting and tiring. I'm pretty Because, impressed. yeah. Thank like, you. And I, I, I saw the prompts in the summer, and then I just, like, spent the next six months thinking about it. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that was my college application process, and then I wrote it, like, the last month. <laughs> me too. <laughs> I had to take the time to think about it, because I'm just like, oh, yeah, that's a perfect idea. Oh, wait, no, that's actually not that great. Yeah, and, like, the American college system is so, like, systemically incorrect. Like, it's so wrong, because you could do, like, everything right, or you could think, like, oh, this thing's great, things like that, and, like, still get rejected. And, like, it's so stupid. And, like, mm-hmm. with that, too, like, thinking of, like, essay ideas, I came up with something that just, like, on the spot. Okay, so I don't know if on TikTok or anything, if you're on, like, college TikTok or anything, but they yes. gave me, like, oh, don't write about these prompts, you're gonna get rejected. And one of them was, like, don't write about a trip that changed you. But they were talking about, like, Christian mission trips, oh, yeah. where, like, you go out and, like, you do something that's, like, for community, things like that. Yeah. Okay, and <laughs> I built houses in Africa, like, things like that, yeah. And I wrote about my orchestra trip in Italy, but, like, not about how, like, oh, that changed me because I got to play internationally, things like that. I was talking about how, like, when we were in Italy, like, we were staying and touring around different parts of Florence, and we stayed in a very small town. Like, our hotel's in a really small town. And my essay prop was, like, me, my ex at the time, and another couple in the orchestra. We decided to sneak out of the hotel at 5 in the morning and just, like, <laughs> and just, like, go watch the sunset, things like, sunrise, and things like that. So... I have no idea, like, where I was even going with this. I was like, oh, like, I have overprotective parents. I never really, like, go out of my house, things like that. But when I went to Italy, I went to go see the sunrise at 5 a.m. And that changed me. And that was my essay. So, yeah. But, yeah, I think, like, most of what I did was just, like, trying to, like, add little, like, embellishments or, like, trying to make these weird similes and stuff like that to my essay to, like, sound interesting. But, like... Honestly, I wish I chose, like, something different, so I wish I would have, like, waited a little bit before I wrote anything. Natalie, what if you can talk? <laughs> like, okay, well, if, as long as it doesn't, like, hurt too much. No, you know? it doesn't hurt. Okay, so what was, like, 
what are you feeling now that you're done with like everything you've committed it's yeah um well i kind of feel regret over all the time i wasted on like the other schools because i basically knew i wanted to go to frost unt or iu and the other schools were safeties um Uh, and i basically knew that like i would get into my top choices and get a lot of money um uh-huh. But, but, um, <laughs> not to like, brag but <laughs> before, before I even submitted the college applications I knew like I wouldn't even I wouldn't even consider like half of those schools so I should have just like dropped it then but now I feel good yeah I'm committed <laughs> no I feel exactly how you felt um I knew for me that like the Sunnis like Fredonia and Crane would have been fine like I knew who they were they knew who I was and it was like an easy dub same thing with Rutgers, too, because it was my state school, and, like, not to hate on Rutgers, like, what they do there is amazing, but, like, I was not trying to stay in New Jersey after high school. Like, right after I graduated, just, like, screw New Jersey, I'm out, I hate it here. But, <laughs> you yeah, know, so I, I passed the interview, got in, and, like, my interviewer was my band director's college roommate, so it was an easy <laughs> dub, yeah. So, like, at that point, I was, like, between Boston and Temple, so I was like, if I get rejected from Boston, like, it's fine, like, I'll just go to Temple, so, yeah, I'm completely on the same boat as you when I think about, like, oh, why did I, like, spend money on four other schools that I knew I wasn't gonna go to, like, I wish I just shortened it down, I wish I just, like, cut down a lot, because it's expensive, like, I paid at least $300 just on, like, application fees, I don't know about you guys, but, like, that was just a lot. For us, how it works is that like at least within Ontario, it's 150 for your first three programs. And so if you only apply to one, it's still 150, two, still 150. And then on top of that, it's 50 for each additional program. And that's not including like audition fees or accompaniment or anything, right? So I probably spent, I don't, oh my gosh, I don't even know, like 500? Like because, no, because of like all the audition fees. Yeah, right, yeah. like I applied to six programs. Oh yeah, no, audition fees are like just as expensive as an app fee. Like they're more for us. It's crazy. yeah, no, I had to pay like forty five each on accepted, and like, I don't know, that was just crazy to me. I ended up well, just getting a waiver because my teacher was adamant so on me, like auditioning for yeah, my teacher was adamant on me auditioning for ten schools, and I knew it just it would have been over a thousand dollars, and so I just got a waiver, and for some schools they didn't. Ex- it like NEC it was partially my fault because I ended up submitting the application like five minutes no it was actually two minutes after it was due um (laughs) that I submitted it and then I realized that there was like I forgot to like confirm with like the admissions office and so I was I like ran to my mom's room like can I use your card please like I need to like pay this like now it's due now (laughs) so that was a little bit just a little bit NEC's mad expensive Um, too, just letting you yeah. guys know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Wait, so, Sarah, what's, what schools have you applied to slash, like, have you heard back from? Okay, um, it's a lot, so, like, I always have to look at my little, I have, like, a little <laughs> list on my window, and I put a smiley face if I get it, and sad face if I don't. Um, so, um, I have Montclair State University, um, my last choice. I only applied because the professor um, I don't blame you. <laughs> yeah, because there's two um, amazing professors there, and they're actually married, Colin Williams and Nikki Abyssi, um, two trombonists. Um, Colin Williams is in the New York Philharmonic, 
and Nikki Abyssi plays um, in the National Symphony. Um, there's Cleveland Institute of Music, um, Indiana University, Eastman School of Music, DePaul University, Northwestern University, Vanderbilt University, New England Conservatory, Manhattan School of Music, and Juilliard. Um, and I got into all of them except Juilliard. I got waitlisted for Juilliard. Um, and so I, I'm making a very difficult decision right now because I, I still have a lot of great options. Um, some of them are a little bit expensive, like uh, NEC, for example. Um, <laughs> that is a very expensive school. Um, and even if I got a good scholarship, it still was, it's just still a lot of money. Um, yeah, yeah. Like with Manhattan, for example, they gave me the acceptance letter and I was like, great. And they wrote down like a price for tuition. And I was like, okay, that's not too bad. And then I got a good scholarship. Um, and I was like, sure that like, I would definitely get enough money to go. I w wouldn't even be sure if I went because there are other schools I'd rather go to at this point. Um, but then I figured out that they added like a bunch of like prices on like like in addition to like what they said on the acceptance oh, letter and they didn't tell us ahead of time so um it's a lot more than i expected to um so uh i'd rather not go in debt <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah i mean we're all gonna be musicians so we're gonna be in debt anyway that let's is, just yeah. try not to go get into more debt than we already will be um, yeah no i got lucky with temple because um for those of you who don't know, I have a Marine dad, so my dad's a Marine vet. Um, mm -hmm. Temple's a public school in the state of Pennsylvania, and Pennsylvania has a law saying if you have a veteran parent, if you're a dependent of a veteran, or if you are a veteran yourself, if you're paying out-of-state tuition, you get to pay in-state tuition. So oh, wow. I literally just found this out, like, yesterday. Yeah, so if I'm eligible, like, I'm probably going to be paying, like, the same amount I got my scholarship for Temple at. So, dubs. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See, for me, I I applied to five schools, right? And I still haven't heard back from one of them. And that is driving oh. me crazy. Because it's like, once I hear back, I can accept my offer to, like, my number one school, right? Mm. But it's just like... Because I accepted my offer at Frost before knowing um, Indiana. See, I know I know all the profs. At U of T, though, which is the school I haven't heard back from yet. So I don't want to just, like, defer U of T without actually getting my acceptance or deferral, right? Because then that just, like, wouldn't look bad. And I would just, like, text the professor, just like, hey, I haven't heard back yet, but I've already committed somewhere else. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> right, um, so, I don't know. It's I'm just a little a bit, like, game. anxious about writing all the professors that, like, <laughs> Oh, me, but I can't. I'm not gonna go to there. <laughs> like that's. Oh god! Can you just tell me how you did that? Because no. Oh my god. <laughs> Wait, I have a story. Oh my god. So I committed to Temple on a Saturday, and then the Ithaca professor emailed me on Monday, and she's like, "Oh, I have a Zoom link for you to." join our studio and I have like five girls in the studio that want to DM you so you can talk to them about going to Ithaca and I was like I am so sorry to tell you this but I committed to Temple <laughs> yeah. and this is like right after I, I like paid everything and then she was like like the email was so short she was like okay thanks for letting me know and that was it like not even a signature or anything oh. and I was like oh my god yeah oh. <laughs> I like cried right after I was like I feel so bad right now like they're so used to it but like I felt so bad right there. 
Yeah. Oh my god. And sometimes, like, to make the best decision for yourself, like, career-wise, like, not everyone's gonna be happy. And it's so hard to accept that, because, like, yeah. ev you know, we all want to, like, make everyone happy and, like, please everyone, but, like, uh, there's gonna be so many people. Like, I'm sure, like, Natalie, you, you said you already, like, turned down a lot of people, but there's gonna be a lot of people that I have to, like, write emails to, and I'm just, like... <laughs> professors are getting very, very desperate. <laughs> Emails and everything. No, that's why I only like did trials with like three people. Cause like I only did trials with the professors that I knew I wanted, so like blow would hurt less. I think I only emailed to like two or three schools that I wasn't going, and that was like it. And so, cause like I already have commitment issues to begin with. Like, it'll just hurt for me to be like, Don't we sorry. <laughs> In terms of like trials, I did trials with my top two schools. So my, like, one school has one prof and then the other has two. So I did trials with all three of them, and I I got I got an email this morning from one of the profs, he, like, because I've gotten like my acceptance from there, and he was just like, hey, I was wondering if you wanted to do another lesson. It would like totally be covered by the school and everything, like, and so. Like, responding to that was so hard. It's like, because I, I don't want him to, like, know that I'm not going there. Um, <laughs> but, like, at the same time, like, I'm trying to be polite. So I was just like, thank you so much, like, for your email. Like, at this time, I'm just still, like, waiting to hear back from other schools before I make my final decision. Just so, like, he knows I haven't, like, committed to that school. And so I was just like, yeah, like, I'll do a lesson. Like, just to gauge, like... Because I haven't worked with him as much, so just, like, for better sense. And just so it seems like I'm giving them a fair chance, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, I don't know. Like, I, I'm i mentally and internally committed to a school. It's just not on paper yet. Yeah, I, I'm so not. do you yeah. have any, like, set dates, like, that you're supposed to hear back? Or they're, they're just like, we'll tell you in April. Uh, it, it isn't even like that. So I applied to Laurier queens u of t and western which are like the four big like ontario music schools so laurier i heard back the day after my interview so i had my interview at like five o'clock i knew by 10 the next morning um western i informally heard back from one of the profs like a week after and then got my official recommendation a couple days later queens i only heard back from like a week ago and I submitted my audition in December and then U of T I submitted in December as well and I still haven't heard back like they do like different like stages of when they like give out like their offers or like deferrals so a bunch of my friends like who are doing music there got their like acceptances in like March it's April now so like last week last week week and a half and I just didn't get mine and so I'm gonna be like the next round maybe so I don't know but like in terms of like when we have to accept by we have until June 1st so I should know by June 1st whether I've gotten into U of T Wow, that. that's such a long time from now. Like, uh, yeah, ours right? is like May 1st, I can't imagine yeah. like, waiting that long. <laughs> well you guys also submit your auditions sooner. Right, oh, like true. for most of yeah. our schools, we don't have to submit until February. The only reason I submitted in December was because I did an early audition 
for one of my schools so I already had all my recordings so I was just like you know what I might as well just be done with that <laughs> so that's that's kind of how it worked for me yeah I don't know I think it's for us it's different because um pre-covid I know like it's whenever the school has an audition day so you just go over to the school pre-covid and then just audition and go out and then like within like three weeks they'll let you know or like within their decision day they'll let you know um for this year because of covid like you submit your videos by december 1st for the schools that don't want like zoom auditions and then you figure it out like if they have a set date or like within like a few weeks but i remember i did all my zoom auditions in february like as you said you you can put them in by february but for us like throughout the months of like january february march like we were auditioning for schools like back to back every weekend and i remember i was doing education interviews and live auditions like every weekend of February. Like I had no free days. I could not see anybody. I could not do anything that entire month. I think like for a lot of schools too, they're very backed up. Like a lot of people are finding out their decisions late. Like even like Ivy Leagues, like they come out April 1st. And this year, because so many people applied, they're going to find out this Tuesday, which is crazy. Like no one's, it's never happened before. And yeah. And I know for Temple, like they extended their acceptance they're accepted like the system they accepted auditions up until March 1st so oh, wow. yeah and people that like audition in like November they're still not finding out like I sent in my tapes mid-November and I was lucky to find out like in the beginning of January but like some people that I heard back from like they auditioned way earlier than I did and they still haven't figured it out because they're going back and forth with like grad students and then like they're going back to undergrads things like that so like you just never know what some people yeah you guys had mentioned earlier about like essays we don't have to do essays. Lucky. That makes the process so much easier. <laughs> That's all I have to say about that. Like, for, like, U of T is, I, I don't know if, like, this makes sense, but, like, the most, like, American kind of school, like, in terms of, like, how they, like, give out offers and just, like, the admissions process. So I had to do, like, a 1,000 word essay for there and it was just like why I want to go there and why like I'll be a good fit and stuff like that so I did that but then for all the other schools I haven't had to and in terms of like scholarships and stuff it's just been like based off of auditions and I'm working on an essay right now for an academic scholarship which basically could cover my tuition if I get it it would be nice but who knows so yeah no not I but it yeah I know a lot of people like I know a lot of people that do um, Toronto if they want to go international to Canada or they do like UBC. But yeah, no, they model it a lot to be like the American system, which I don't think they should. But that's a discussion we can have later. Um, <laughs> yes. But yeah, no, they, if we didn't do essays, like it'd be a lot easier. Like for some, like not every school in America does the essay. Like some are essay optional, or like some will give you the app for free. Like you don't have to pay anything like that. So it's not like every school like. But a lot of the prompts are just, like, very hard if you don't put in your research. It's, it's not a hard essay to do. Like, even the Common App one is just like, oh, write about anything you want. Like, write about a time that inspired you, things like that. Usually it's just like, oh, why do you want to go here? Like, what do you think you'll get if you go here? Things like that. Like, I know for the conservatories, too, I think NEC is like, um, why do you want to go here? Like, what are your goals? What do you plan to do with your life? Things like that. Like, it's not hard, but it's just, like, tedious, you know? Yeah, and like for yeah. conservatories, it doesn't really matter what you write. It's all about your audition, quite frankly. Yeah, they don't read it. <laughs> yeah, like like I know for Juilliard, they don't even read it until like they're confused about like admitting you. 
like uh, once like past like pre-screenings and then you make it to the final round and then they're like then that's when they actually review it and so like the professors can like get to know like who you are as a person a little bit if you haven't had a lesson with them um but yeah <laughs> what else too oh yeah no and then like for the schools like a lot pretty much all of us like we applied to like big universities with really good music schools such as like Northwestern or like yeah that was like BU everything like that so yeah so what they do is like they have their admissions office and then they have the music school admissions which are two separate yeah. different things but both of them have to come together to decide on you so basically your audition like they say it's like 25 50 percent but it's more than that but at the same time like if you're not the greatest student, like, you're getting, like, B's and C's, and you're like, that's not happening. <laughs> like, you could be, like, an amazing musician, but, like, if you're not doing great in school, then, like, you're not getting into a T20 with a good mm -hmm. music program. And I know, like, somebody that, like, got into NYU for the music, but their audition was good, but, like, the academics didn't pass, and then, like, the music school could fight for it, and then they could get in. And they could do that, but, like, it doesn't really matter anyway. But, yeah, yeah that's what happened with, like, my REACH schools. Like, I my only two REACH schools were NYU and BU. Like, they'll never tell you either like what didn't work for you like they'll never tell you why you didn't get in they never tell you like how you did on your audition things like that so like yeah and plus because there's so many people applying like they can't they cannot tell you anything yeah. <laughs> so You're too busy for that <laughs> yeah right and like they don't keep track of you either like i remember at bu like i only did half of my audition materials they're like oh yeah no that's all the time we have for you and i was like what okay <laughs> yeah but yeah, no, so how it works is, like, basically it's just, like, a formula. Like, if you do well in school and if you have a good audition, then you're in. If you don't do if you do not do well in your audition, but you're pretty good with academics, they'll probably put you in, like, the liberal arts program or something. They just won't admit you for music. For some reason, like, if you do exceptional in your audition and your, oh, oh my god, I can't speak. Your academics are just, like, awful. Yeah, then you're not getting in, like, at all. Like, you can't just get into the music school without getting into the university. You have to get into both, or you have to get into the university. Like, there's no other way out of it. And that part sucks for people that, like, really want to go to a school or really want to study with that prof. But, like, yeah. <laughs> See, I think, like, one of the most important things is just, like, establishing connections with the prof beforehand. Because then, yeah. like, they can kind of fight for you, in a sense, if that mm -hmm. makes sense. I can't talk today either, if that makes any <laughs> sense. Um, and Nicole, even as you were saying, like, you don't even know, like, what you can, like, do that, like, would impact, like, why you got, like, deferred or whatever. Like, for, it's it's so weird because all the schools I've applied to are so different in terms of formality, right? Like, U of T, I haven't heard back yet. Profs won't tell me anything. Laurier, my prof, pretty much called me right after my interview saying, good job, I'll see you in September. And then, like, Western, as I said, like, the prof just, like, emailed me. Like, we were just talking, and he, like, said, oh, yeah, like, you passed your audition, congrats. And it's just, it's just so weird. And even, like, in terms of the questions they ask during the interview, like, Laurier, which is like the smallest of the schools I've applied to it was more like a get to know you sort of so like oh, yeah. what do you like hope to do after you get like your undergrad or like 
what do you want to major in in your undergrad whether it's like performance education music therapy etc and just like what other courses are you interested in just stuff like that whereas like the bigger schools like u of t literally my interview was all your training and that that made me hurt inside a little bit <laughs> like 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 I had to do ear training because I had like my RCM exam and stuff like right before. And then like the only question they actually asked me was what's your average? And then do you have any questions for us? Oh, that was Rutgers. Yeah. (laughs) And like, that's a trick question though, because they want you to ask something to like show that like you've done your research or whatever, but I don't know. So I just like on the spot just came up with like two questions. I was like, I'm not a jazz major. But can I still do jazz? Just like things like that. Or like I was in like the pit orchestra for my school's musical. So I was like, are there opportunities to do things like that? So just like generic questions just to like for them to know that like I'm interested in the program. And also like one of the profs full on called me five minutes before my interview. And she was just like, you know what? This is a trick question. They're going to ask you this. Make sure you have something prepared. So yeah I don't know <laughs> see I was just awkward and, and I was like yeah I've done enough research and like talking to students so like I don't have any questions I just sat there so awkwardly oh, no. I was so awkward in all of my auditions like for Juilliard like I played and then they were like silent for a second I was like is that it <laughs> like it was so awkward and they're like yeah <laughs> bye and then same yeah, thing. No. I was just so awkward and there's so much awkward silence like oh god <laughs> most awkward moment in my life it was so weird too it's like uh for all of the schools I did an actual interview for because Queens didn't do an interview so for Western Laurier UFT I knew everybody on my interview panels so it was literally just like hey let's catch up but also <laughs> oh shit we actually have to go through some of these questions but I don't know yeah no I cannot tell you how many times like they told me good good luck at the end for some reason I thought I was like have a good day and I was like oh you too and I was like oh my god like right after I left the call like yeah <laughs> no there's a lot yeah there's a lot that I have to unpack with what you first said so um actually I have my um NYU prof on my phone like I have her number I can text her whenever and I remember asking her, like, oh, does it really matter, like, if you have a specific prof in mind, can they fight for you? And she's like, oh, it doesn't really matter at all. And I was like, okay. So, yeah, so, like, they can, like, say whatever, but, like, apparently, like, one prof doesn't make that much of a difference in how you do if you have an entire panel. But that's just what I've heard. But, Natalie, I don't know how it went for you. Like, I know you're very good friends with a lot of people in Tyndall's studio. Like, you and I both know Mike. I love Mike. He's, like, my favorite person. Like, he was the one that told me, like... He was like, oh, yeah, Natalie's committed to Frost, like, before you announced it. And I was like, oh, okay. So, like, how's that, like, for you, like, with Miami? I visited, like, in September. And Tyndall was, like, uh, oh, Tyndall's going to be my professor. And um, I basically knew most of the studio. And I, I made my album with um, Charlie, who goes there. And basically it was just, like, he said he wanted me and Roel and that he would be doing his best. And then... Um, we just had to apply. How did y'all come, like, I know, like, like, you both have committed, like, how did y'all come to that decision? Conclusion. Like, yeah. Yeah. I just love everything. In comparison, like, what, what, like, 
what did you take into account whenever you were making that decision? I need this advice right now. Yeah, Natalie, you go right ahead. <laughs> yeah, Natalie, you can go off with that. I would say, like, the biggest thing is definitely who the professor is and if they can push you hard enough to, like, where you want to be and if they are a model for who you want to be in the future. Um, so, like, Tyndall, he's making a lot of like albums that are really really creative and he's doing so much stuff with companies um and sponsorships and i just like really admire that and i i like how he's a professor but also he's not retired yet like he's still working and doing like really really amazing stuff which is why i chose him and also miami and also friends i mean it was just it just felt like the perfect place um for me like half my standards were like on the floor and half they're like very up there so i for me like i ruled out like most of my schools already because like i knew i wasn't gonna stay in new jersey so i cut out Rutgers and like i when i got into the schools before i got into the music schools i put myself in like snapchat group chats and like different group chats of people going to that school and like it was like whether I vibe with them or not, things like that. I'm not gonna put out any schools out there because like they might read this and be like, "What the fuck?" The cool. Insta but, like, like class yeah. of 25 group chats. Yeah, I'm in so many, and like most of them, I'm not even going to, so I feel bad. But yeah, um, what else? Like it was the people, and then like the location, things like that. So for me, like because of all things considered, it was really all down to Boston University and Temple, and I found out Temple way earlier than I found about BU and. Both profs were great. Like, obviously, you guys have seen my prof at Temple around Instagram. Mimi, I love her. She's amazing. And I met her studio, and she has, like, a small studio with seven because she's doing part-time, like, performing and part-time being a prof at Temple. And that's kind of what I want to do in the future. Like, I would love to be a college prof, but also have, like, a chair in an orchestra. And, yeah, no, I just loved, like, modeling after and, like, looking at her and be like, oh, yeah, and, like, having that flex, I was like, oh, my prof is the youngest win player to ever attend Curtis. Like, yeah, but, <laughs> no, that's just, like, very auxiliary, though. But, like, yeah, no, I'm at the studio, love them, got to talk with them, and, like, things like that. And for Boston, it was, like, so, like, my uncle, the prof of BU, um, I have a bunch of family at BU, and, like, I just loved being in that city. And, like, ever since I, was like, even knew what a college was, like, I knew... I would fit in right there and like I would love it there so I had like this moral dilemma of like do I want to be in my childhood dream school or do I want to go to a school that's like that has like all the things that I've ever looked for in a school but is way cheaper like it was basically that and I remember like don't do this if like anyone's like applying to college or anything like that do not get roommates before you even commit to the school um that was my fatal flaw I've so done like that. Yeah, so <laughs> I have a whole quad ready at Temple, and I led them on for, like, a good, like, two months. <laughs> like, yeah, I led them on for, like, two months waiting for Boston, and I felt so bad, because I was like, if I get into Boston, I don't know what I'm gonna do. Like, if I get in, I'm gonna be like, sorry, guys. Like, yeah, no, it would hurt a lot. But I ended up getting rejected, so, like, I remember, like, worked out yeah it worked out yeah because i was in between those two the whole time and i like i could have sleepless nights like five times a week just like thinking about it just like oh my god what am i gonna do so yeah i remember like reading my boston letter my mom like she was like oh i'll leave you alone to read it by yourself so i was like locked up in this desk on this room and my mom's like at the door and like she has her ear to the door like waiting for my reaction so 
I, I read the letter, and I was like, oh, we regret to inform you, and I started laughing. So she was like, oh, what happened? And I was like, oh, yeah, I got rejected. <laughs> so, yeah, so that was an easy decision for me right there. So, like, I found I got rejected, and, like, I committed to Temple one hour after I got rejected from Boston. So, like, that's oh, wow. how it worked out for me, because, like, it just ended up being, like, a giant ultimatum for me. Like, it wasn't like a, I'm going to be here. Like, when I toured Temple in August, like, Temple was at the bottom of my list. I don't exactly remember why, but, like, I was like, I'm not, we're probably not going to end up going here, but it all works out in the end. So, yeah, you just have to, like, really remember why, like, you even were interested in the school in the first place. Like, think about the professors there. Connect with the people there. Like, try and put yourself in the shoes of that college. And wherever you see the most that you can go there, like, just do it. Like, just commit right there. That's my advice, yeah. It's probably just, like, where you, like, vibe most. Like, where you just, like, fit in. And, like, at least for me, like, that's what I'm basing my decision off of. Like, I haven't officially committed. But, like, when I do, like, that's what I'm basing it off of. It's just, like, where, like, I connect with, like, the other students and, you know, like, the props the best. And just, like, I don't know, like, where it just feels like a family. Because, like, for me, anyway, like, that's that's what helps me grow is just like that supportive atmosphere and like there's other schools that are really like cutthroat and so although I have like applied to them I'm not going to go (laughs) but so it's just like where like you fit in the most and like even now like I I'm texting like the profs at like my top two schools and it's different like my my one prof will text me to remind me to eat (laughs) (laughs) whereas like the other ones will just be like hey we're having like an open house you should come like it i don't know if that makes any sense context wise but it's just like so different and it's just like you can you can tell right and i just love that and like that that one prof who's like making sure i eat food you guys know this already i have a thing about saying sorry I say it way too much <laughs> and so I swear to you what he's going to start making me do when we're there in person is run up and down the stairwell every time I say it I'm not kidding <laughs> it's like I love uh... him and like this is his way of getting me to stop doing that right but <laughs> one of the best advice that was given to me like before I figured out where I wanted to go was like go where you'll make a home out of where you go. That's like a big part. It's like, you could just like tour to school or like you could like get to know the studio or whatever. Or like even like befriend your prof and like just like have a good conversation with your prof. Like if you can do all of that and like you're basically set. Um, I don't mean to like drop like any names in the podcast or whatever, but um, you guys know Jacob, like Sarah, the Jacob in Jacob, your yes. studio, Jacob Elgas. Yeah. Yeah, so he put up on his story a few days ago, like, oh. between Eastman and MSM, he put up a poll and yeah. a question, and he's like, oh, Eastman or MSM, and why? And, like, if I if he's, like, hearing this, I'm so sorry for putting you out there on blast, but, <laughs> okay, yeah. Wait, who no. is this? Who are we talking about? Oh, okay, he's so... Jay- guy <laughs> in my studio interlocking, he plays trombone. Yeah. Yeah. And he got into Eastman, which is, yeah, he got, he got into Eastman, and he got into MSM and, like, a bunch of other schools, but, like, he's between those two right now, because, like, apparently, like, MSM was a big reach for him, and, like, Eastman was, like, his dream school since, like, forever, apparently. 
I don't know him. I'm not him. I can't really say anything. But yeah, no, when he put up that thing on his story, I was like, I could talk about this all day. So because yeah, no, because like, I lived in Queens. I've been in Jersey and like the NYC metro area. Like I could talk about that all day long. So Another thing, like, to be more practical, like, I gave him, like, very practical reasons, which is why I'm bringing this up. For me, like, I just really wanted a city. So, like, I was very biased because, like, I always just wanted to be in a city. I always want to be in a city school, things like that. Because, like, yeah, that's just where I want to be in the future. So I was, like, very vouching for MSM. Like, Eastman's great. I know a lot of people that go to Eastman and a lot of people who do go to University of Rochester, they love it there and things like that. And I know the stuff that they offer. I looked at Eastman like when I was in middle school and loved it and I was like, I want to go there, but I did not end up applying there for the reasons I'm going to list later. But yeah, no, for me, it was basically just like finding a job, like finding gigs, performance opportunities as a musician. Cause like that could get hard enough. Like we already looked for it every now and then we're like, Oh, if you want to collab and like make connections, things like that. I personally think it's like way easier to find it in a city. Like, especially in New York City, like, there's so much stuff that you can find in New York City, and so many performance opportunities and venues, things like that. Like, everywhere I look in the city, like, there's usually, like, a posting on, like, one of the stoplights that's like, hey, take this, I need, like, somebody to record this composition for me, or things like that. Like, you can get a gig anywhere, and that's why, like, I'm so biased towards city schools. Like, you can do this, this, and this, everywhere is everywhere, but, like, yeah, so that's why I always vouch for city schools. Like, if you want to make sure that you'll at least have a place where you could just like have like a small thing like a small gig and like at a, like a wedding or like a church service and like dress money that'd be great or like things like that but yeah that's my take whether i wanted to do like a school that was in like the middle of nowhere or, like a small scale like college town versus like a city for like a music major okay so you're going to like a city yeah, no, Temple's in Philadelphia, so I'll be in Philadelphia, but much of where... Um, <laughs> I have no context. <laughs> yeah, so basically, like, in the Northeast U.S., there's, like, three big cities. So there's Philadelphia, there's New York City, there's Boston. Like, I don't know one practice account that didn't apply in the Northeast. Like, pretty much every practice account that I looked at has been in the Northeast, or at least in the East Coast. And yeah. Um, so believe it or not, we've been here for like an hour. But so to any of you who are still listening, if you're still listening, <laughs> thank you so much for getting to the end of this. And I just want to say like, thank you to Nicole, Natalie and Sarah just for like coming out and just like hanging out. So you thank guys you know me. Yeah. No problem. Dude, this was so fun. But like, you guys know me. I'm Maddie. Hi. Um, my Insta and YouTube are both at Madeline Grace Music. And so if you guys just want to go around one more time and just say like your ads or like any last words or thoughts you have. Okay. Yeah. You can find me at Nick Plays Flute. At Miss Euphonium. And Sarah Plays Tramone. Sarah with an H. <laughs> okay. Well, I guess that's it. Thank you guys so much again. And I will see you guys next week.